Part 1. London. Twenty-two years later. Chapter 1. It was a room of no distinction, plain and shabby, with drab olive paintwork, and the walls washed in a faded parchment colour. But it had a friendly warmth. A bright fire glowed in the grate. There were books all around. Best of all, it was blessedly quiet, the only private space in an overcrowded house. That, more often than not, was shrill with women's voices and noisy with children's shouts and laughter and the crying of babies. Laura never ceased to be amazed how, amongst all that, in addition to the raucous noises from the street outside, this little room could be so peaceful. Especially now, when the green rep curtains were drawn, a single lamp burned, the firelight winked on the leather spines of the books, and there was the warm, nutty smell of toasting muffins. There wasn't the money to spare for luxury. The settlement here in Stepney was run on a shoestring by an ecumenical group of committed Christians, with a doctor willing to be called upon in emergencies, of which there were not a few. But most of all, it depended upon the quiet influence of Ruth Paston. Ruth was middle-aged, unremarkable, and dowdy. And yet underneath it all she had such a sense of quiet strength, purpose, and warmth. No wonder the women who found themselves washed up here were so ready to turn to her. Supported by her Quaker beliefs, Ruth never showed outrage or astonishment, and could be relied upon to give a balanced and clear-eyed opinion. She rarely said outright what she thought ought to be done. But after a chat with her, one usually left with a feeling of some satisfactory decision having been reached. However, it wasn't advice Laura sought tonight. A modern young woman at the beginning of the twentieth century, she'd already made up her own mind, one of the quick and occasionally mistaken decisions that characterised her impulsive nature. She knelt on the hearthrug, holding the long-handled toasting fork to the fire, while Ruth made the tea. And then, after the muffins had been disposed of and they were both provided with a second cup, she sat back and came straight out with it. Ruth, I'm so sorry, but I'm afraid I'm going to be leaving you in the lurch. I shall be going away in a week or two. A small silence fell, until Ruth laid a quiet hand on Laura's arm, the hand that had stilled many a weeping woman and often those who were too angry or too drunk to know what they were saying or doing. I shall be sorry, too. You've been worth your weight in gold, but I hardly expected you to be here forever, child, and as for leaving us in the lurch, that's nonsense. Help always comes from somewhere. Tell me, I don't expect to be away for long. May I come back afterwards? Of course you may. That goes without saying. For a while Ruth said nothing but only as a friend. You've been here long enough, and I hope it's given you something you needed. You have your life before you, and who knows where it will lead. What she was too tactful to say, Laura felt, was that although Laura had energy and willingness to spare, she did not possess the dedicated motivation the other helpers had. Especially Ruth herself. That strong, calm commitment she had through her faith as a friend which kept her going, tirelessly, selflessly, year after year, 
in what was all too often a thankless task. And it was true, Laura admitted humbly. She could never aspire to that. She often felt torn in too, consumed by guilt at the contrast between the Spartan surroundings here and the luxurious comfort of her own home, while knowing she could not forsake that part of her life forever. Yet over the last month she had given of her best, who could do less. It was, in a sense, repayment. The settlement had been something of a lifeline for her after leaving college, when she had found herself feeling uncharacteristically lost, unable to make up her mind what to do. Her friends at the Royal Holloway had already made plans for their future. Most of them were taking up teaching, two already having gained positions in prestigious girls' schools. But Laura had no burning desire to be a teacher.